When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Championship Roundtable podcast. You can find the show at Championship Pod on Twitter. Uh, before we get into results, uh, results roundup, um, I think we've got to start the show by saying a huge congratulations to Norwich City and Sheffield United on their promotion. We're going to be touching a lot on both of those teams this evening because uh, we are joined with Lewis Hobbs, obviously a United fan, and Jake Jackman's with us as well, who's going to take us through results roundup, if you don't mind. Yeah, so we'll go back to um, Saturday. The early kickoff was Millwall uh, versus Stoke, which finished nil-nil. Going on to the three o'clock kickoffs, we had Preston drawing three all with Sheffield Wednesday. We had Birmingham drawing one all with Wigan. West Brom coming from behind to beat Rotherham two one. Swansea um, dropping a lead at home to Hull to draw two all. Middlesbrough come from behind to beat Reading. Bolton and Brentford was, of course, postponed, which we might come on to later. Bristol City versus Derby in, in what was a huge playoff um, contest at Ashton Gate. Finished 2-0 to Derby with Bristol City having a player sent off. Then, obviously, moving on to the, the main events of, of Saturday, which was in Sheffield United beat the already relegated Ipswich 2-0 to get promoted. And, of mm-hmm. course, Norwich went to beat uh, Blackburn 2-1 to also get promoted, and then we had Leeds and Aston Villa playing out quite a, a thrilling one-all draw. Well, not thrilling, but there was a lot of controversy involved, which I'm sure we'll come on to later as well. Yeah, I'm guessing that one will be talked about. And also to confirm, which we've not mentioned, like you said, Rotherham relegated now with Bolton and Ipswich, which we'll come on to uh, later. But let's talk big wins from the weekend. Uh, we'll come to you, Lewis. I'm sure the biggest win of the weekend for you was Sheffield United's victory, but if you want to include that game, that's fine. But are there any other particular games that stand out for you? Yeah, I mean, you have to include uh, the game that sends you up. Not just us, but Norwich's 2-1 victory against Blackburn. Um, yeah. Especially taking that 2-0 lead and then conceding more or less directly after for Norwich. I'll, I mean, you can see that there'll have been a lot of questions asked on the Norwich players and whether they can keep the bottle. I know the word bottle gets thrown around in the championship more than it should, but they did. Um, They went on and were comfortably uh, defeated Blackburn at home as they should have. Um, The same story um, as for us against Ipswich, both games really, either team had to worry and we're comfortably now both promoted from it. Um, But I mean, I'm sure it's the, the game that, the two of you are both going to go on to but, um, Derby beating Bristol 2-0. Um, especially for the playoff picture, it's obviously now that only that sixth spot is the only thing we've really got to talk about now um, going into the last day um, with the relegated and promoted teams sorted. Um, but 
if Frank Lampard is going to be taking Derby to the Premiership or the playoffs at least, um, away at Ashton Gate, it was a massive victory for him. Um, it was, yeah. Um, a big, big performance from especially the lone players. Um, watching the highlights, Mason Mount at it again. Um, I mean, he's been unbelievable for them, but just really seems to know how to dictate the pace of the championship and it'll be interesting to see if Derby did get to the playoffs because someone like him, Harry Wilson, when you do get to the playoffs, form, how your season's gone really does just get thrown away. Um, kind of like Derby games, each each playoff, it's exactly like a, a Derby. Um, so having these young English players like Derby do, we've just nothing really to play for because at the end of the day they're going to go back to their parent clubs nice and happy they've had successful spells so it'd be really interesting if those type of players can can kick on and get get the teams promoted yeah definitely they're the three games i've written down you know you can't look past the two promoted teams in terms of the contest and the value of getting promoted and going up um just to add as well, Varancic scored an absolute screamer for Norwich, which was which was probably one of the goals of the day. Um, and then again, yeah, it's in Derby's hands now. Um, the, the playoff picture, or, or should I say, sixth spot. Have you got anything to add to that, Jake, or any other games? No, it's it's difficult, isn't it? It's not as much to play for as you would have hoped. Um, obviously, going to the final day, you've still got um, who wins the championship is still to be decided and obviously that sixth playoff spot but it is a little bit disappointing it's difficult to pick sort of any any of the games really because there wasn't that much on the line in a lot of them uh obviously the matches for for Sheffield United and and Norwich were were special for their supporters as as Lewis touched on You've, you've to get promoted at home with you know a game despair is 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 always good um and I think both of them have deserved over the season. Um, it, it's a you know Leeds also unlucky not to get promoted, but they, their recent blip has meant that probably the right two teams have gone up. To be honest, I think Leeds have always had that little bit more inconsistently uh, inconsistency. Obviously, lost twelve matches, um, so it, I think it is deserved. On, Really, uh, I'd just like to go on to that Leeds Aston Villa game purely because of yeah, the, I, I was the, just going to ask you, Jake. Yeah. Um, did, did do you think Bielsa made the right decision giving uh, Villa the goal? What are your thoughts on that? I think it was an easy one to it was an easy one to to go for for him because they weren't really going to lose anything in that game at that point because yeah. even if they'd have won, promotion's unlikely, isn't it? So I think it. it after what happened with the Spygate, I think it was quite an easy win for him, really, uh, with the media to get some good favour. Um, and yeah, it, it, it wasn't a lot riding on the game, so it, it could potentially be a playoff final, that one, really. So it would be interesting to see if it was. that. Just just something I have noticed, Louis, uh, which I thought is, is worth touching on, is, is that if West Brom win on... On the final day, obviously they've got derbies. So that's a difficult game. If they win and, and Leeds lose, they'd actually go above them into third place. Do you think that they would? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think Leeds would want to hang on to that third place now? Um, because I, you know, Aston Villa are probably the ones to avoid for me. I, I do exactly that. I was just going to say, um, I think Villa are the ones to avoid. They'd probably be my tip for the playoffs to go all the way, uh, which is one of the topics later on. But I think Leeds will definitely wanting a point at least on the final day to maybe get Derby just because 
Derby have been on, you know, up and down all season, whereas Villa are on fine form, you know, one of the form teams in the country, let's say, uh, even though Derby have picked up also. But I think if, if you were to play either Villa or Derby in the semi-finals, you'd probably choose Derby in that regard. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so as well. And I think it showed in in that game, I think Villa um, were probably the better team for me. I thought they... Yeah. You know they played very well, and and you could see why they were the form team. Um, you know Leeds had a lot of possession again, but I always thought that that Villa were the more dangerous team. Um, this you know despite having having less possession, I think that's how it would play out on in the playoffs as well. So I I I think it is. Yeah, I think they they need to get third place because Derby, although they've had a mini revival recently, I don't think they. They do lose a lot of games. They're very inconsistent. And I think over a two-legged affair, you'd fancy Leeds in that one. So I think, yeah, they've, they've got to hang on to that, that third place for me. Yeah, I agree. And I think they will do it. And it's a case that Derby just needs to finish sixth. Um, Middlesbrough, obviously, Bristol City, not out of the picture just yet. But like I said earlier, it is in Derby's hands. It'll be interesting to see if players like Bamford, Hurian, uh, El Ghazi, what's, what's going to happen to them with those uh, predicaments they're in at the minute regarding red cards and potential bans if, uh, you know, uh, the, F- the FA look into it as such, or the EFL, should I say. Um, but let's come on to standout players of the week and why. So if you come to, you know, yourself, Lewis, um, I've got four players written down. What particular players stood out for you over the weekend, mate? Um, yeah, so... I touched on Mason Mount. I thought uh, he was fantastic for Derby. Um, Sheffield United, Jack O'Connell was fantastic. He was, yeah. Assist and a goal. Um, But just all around his game, um, with, with the game having such magnitude and so much to play for, you need your big players to stand up and, and to give the role. And you could see that it was a, a real, real captain-like performance from him, I, I thought. Um, there was a couple times in the game where a few of our players did drop their heads, especially when we was 1-0 up in the first half. A few of the players, I kind of thought, was maybe playing as if we were already in the Premier League. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe maybe not showing Ipswich as much respect as they deserve. Uh, but Jack O'Connell was, was one of those players who were getting the team up and spurring us on to, to that the crucial victory. Um, a player which I, I hope's on your list, well, I, I say hope, I know he will be, um, Barry Bannon. <laughs> He's not on my list, actually, but he'd have, been a, he'd have been a close fifth. I know he managed to get the goal and the assist. Um, but yeah. to be honest, I've picked out players that had more of an influence based on the, the promotion push promotion push if you like um so i've definitely got jack o'connell on there uh, and then i'll name the other three and we can come to jake and, and if you've got any more uh, lewis we can touch upon that but i've, okay. I've got jack o'connell uh steeperman for norwich i thought he was very influential again as he has been week in week out uh, i wrote down mcburney actually because he managed to score a brace against hull uh, in that two-all draw and then the other one um, I often name players what score or get assists, but again, I'd like to name a keeper, which was Roos for Derby County, managing to keep that clean sheet away to Bristol City because we've touched upon how vital that game was. Um, so if, if have you got anyone else you wanted to mention, Lewis? I know you've you touched on Bannon there, which is definitely another good shout. 
Yeah, um, I mean, Derby had um, a lot of good players of the day. Um, I mean, Keogh, I don't like to admit it, um, but Keogh had a fantastic game and he really showed his leadership qualities um, in getting getting Derby over the edge. I know he's liable to throwing a few mistakes per game, but he kept really level-headed. He didn't lose the plot at all in the game and he really pushed on. Um, yeah. yeah. Have you got any other Jake you like to add to the list as such? No, I think you covered most of them there. The only one I, I would like to to give a, a mention to is Raheem Harper, uh, Harper from West Brom, who got a yeah got a goal and, and looked very assured in the middle of the park. Yeah, it was only against Rotherham, but um, you know, for a player coming through the youth academy and to to be getting a chance in the first team to get a goal at this point, putting himself in contention to play in the playoffs, I think it's quite important. And, and, and I'm quite excited to see more of him. He looks like a, an exciting talent, likes to run on the ball, quite good in the air, looks physically ready for this division. So yeah, I'm excited to see more of him. He, he looks like a, a good player for the future. Definitely, yeah. And it was a good strike as well. Uh, a bit out of the blue, but uh, obviously found the net. So let's go into the topics proper now, where we're going to review the seasons of the promoted and the relegated teams and, and touch up, uh, touch, touch on anything you want to as such. So we'll, we'll start with you, Jake, um, because I know Lewis will have a lot to say about Sheffield United. Do you want to talk Norwich City in their promotion and, and a quick review of their season? Yeah, well, I, I've been mixed on Norwich all season. I think I've, I've changed my view on them quite a few times. I know James was you have, yeah. <laughs> quite big on them at the start of the season. Uh, we're tipping them for an outside shot for the playoffs and he thought that was good. yeah, he could still goes on about it, but he only said the playoffs, so it wasn't that out there. But you know, they've they've done done very well this year. I think um Perkeel's be been an amazing sign in nearing thirty goals now. He's got twenty eight goals and nine assists, so excellent signing and to, to take a gamble on him from, from Celtic who he didn't really do great in Scotland but he's come down and, and done excellently and it is a perfect fit for this Norwich team. Yeah. And you know the other Players they've got, Buendia, Hernandez, Steeperman, Zimmerman, Leitner. There's a lot. It, it's it's very reminiscent of the, the Huddersfield team that went up. You know, they've, they've taken gambles on these exciting and, and tested players abroad. You know, they're not really young players, but they, they've they obviously thought they're ready to come into England and, and do a job in, in the second tier, and, and they've done that. And, and added to those, you've got Lewis and, and Godfrey and Aarons, who've all had excellent seasons, mm. who, you know, all under the age of 21 so it they've had a good blend there um and it they have been really good to watch and you know if you just look at their stats that uh, they average 55 percent possession in, in every game they average around two goals a game um get plenty of shots in you know that they, they they are very good to watch and, and they create a lot of chances one slight disappointment with them it's not really a disappointment but one thing they're going to have to work on um in the premier league is their defense you know they've, is, they've conceded yeah. 56 yeah. goals over a goal a game which isn't great at all and, and it, it's significantly worse than the, the sheffield united defense which it, which is going up alongside them so it's that's an area that they're going to need to work on because in the premier league you will get punished for for playing the way they do you know they, they, there's more even the worst teams in the Premier League have, have players that can take you apart on, on their day. Yeah. So it's, it's something they're going to have to work on. But you don't really want to put a down on at this point. They've had a great season. No, no. Uh, and 
I've, I've seen a lot of interesting things about what they're going to do in the summer. I've, I think I've heard a maximum of 20 million transfer budget, which I, I mean, you don't want to go and do what Fulham did uh, and, and throw the kitchen sink at it and completely destroy the team that got you up. But I also think you need to spend a little bit of money if you want to stay in the Premier League. And I don't think 20 million quite cuts it these days. Um, because mm. I, you know, I know what my team Newcastle. We don't spend a lot of money, uh, and even we've gone out and spent twenty million on a player recently. So you, you've got to. I, th- I think that there's a balance, uh, and and it, it's important to find that balance. I think Cardiff has d- have done a, a good job of it, despite going back down, because they're not gonna, they haven't damaged themselves in the in the long term. But I th- it, it's it's getting harder and harder to stay in that Premier League. It is. We, we're seeing Huddersfield come back. We're seeing. Fulham come back. We're probably going to see Cardiff come back as well. It, it, it's yeah. difficult, but but for the season, they've been excellent and and they play really good football. And in the games that mattered, uh, when they had, um, I think it was a homing at Sheffield United, wasn't it, Lewis? He took the lead twice, and they managed to, to get a point out of that one, which was big at the time. They they followed that up with a lead, a win against Leeds. So I think it was those two games yeah. that really turned it for them. If if you know if they hadn't have got back against Sheffield United, then went and lost to Leeds, they probably wouldn't have gone on and got promotion. So it's those two games, it really did turn it for them. And once they got through that, they didn't really look back, and and it was difficult not to see them getting promoted. And now, of course, they want to go on and finish the job away against Aston Villa, which is not going to be an easy task at all. I think Sheff, uh, Sheffield United right in this title race, even if you know, can you consider it a title race? Does the does the title really matter in the Championship? I'm not sure it really does, but it would be a nice way to cap off the season for either team. It would, yeah. And I've got one final question for you because obviously you're neutral. So if you had to choose the manager of the season between Wilder and Fark, who would you choose and why? I think that's difficult because they've both done very well in, in different circumstances. Yeah. Wilder has, has built a team from League One and, and they had that one year in the championship and then went on to get promotion, which is an amazing achievement considering how long they're you know how long Sheffield United were in league one and struggling to get out of that um it to, to come up in the championship and do it in two seasons is, is very impressive um but Norwich Fark has built yeah that, I agree built, I, I, it, I, it's I, so I, difficult I, I, yeah I, I I'd have to sit on the fence a little bit if if I had to choose I would go for each manager for different reasons, but I'm slightly swayed towards Wilder, knowing like what you've just touched upon coming from League One, um, not made you know huge or significant signings and being on a budget for, you know for the for, for a few years now and, and managing to get promoted, and and I've always written them off. That's probably one of the other reasons why I'm saying Sheffield United, just because I thought all season Sheffield United slip away and you know finish sixth or seventh and they've proven me wrong week in week out so that's credit to Wilder but it's you know safe to say and and, and nice to see that Norwich and Sheffield United Wilder and Fark both teams and managers who've been promoted which has, has been a bit of a surprise because if you'd have gone back to the beginning of the season we know games played you've probably looked at your Middlesbrough's your Stokes your West Brom's your Swansea's your Villa all to finish above those two teams potentially. So to see them go up is is a bit of a surprise, but at the same time, it's very good to see. It's, it's similar to like when when Huddersfield went up in many ways. So if you want to touch on uh, Sheffield United, uh, Lewis, uh, review your season and uh, what your thoughts going into next. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a remarkable achievement for us, um, not to discredit Norwich in any way. Um, but I, like you said, Louis, um, I feel like Norwich, ever since their strong enter 2018, have kind of always been up there and no one's really thought these are going to tail off because they do have the class mm-hmm. players. All their recruits, their entire front four recruited in the summer, all kick-started off and they never really looked um, like tailing off, which they never did. Um, but we were, we've were we been questioned all season. I mean, getting promoted with... Billy Sharp and David McGoldrick as your starting strike force. I mean, if you were to tell anyone um, at the start of the season, whether they're wearing Sheffield United shirts, Sheffield Wednesday shirts, any championship shirt, that's on paper, that isn't a, a championship promotion strike force. But somehow Chris Wilder has got nearly 40 goals out of the two of them. Yeah. Um, and it's just a remarkable, I mean, I saw um, an article that Danny Hall wrote, the Sheffield star, and Chris Wilder took his first ever managerial job at Alfreton Town in 2002. And not including promotion seasons, every season of career he's built on the season before on, on a, in a points tally. So divisionally, he's finished above where he did last year every single season of his 17-year management career, Um, which I just think is a real testament to him. And off the top of my head, I can't think of a Premier League manager that has done the route one way. I mean, from the National League North, we're working his entire way up to the Premier League in 17 years. It's a great achievement. And... And you've, we've seen it now with Bielsa coming out in interviews. Um, a footballing brain has Bielsa, and he's he's admitted um, of what a genius Wilder is and the style of football he's playing. And it is remarkable. And I think it will now go very mainstream when we hit the Premier League because I do think we have gone very under the radar this year because I don't think you can pick a star player in our team, really. With Norwich, you watch Norwich play and they have that individual brilliance every game, like Buendia or Hernandez. They will do some fantas- something fantastic. Like you saw with Rancic, his fantastic goal. We haven't really had that. We've had Oli Norwood pop up every month or so with a fantastic 40-yard pass, but it hasn't really got the publicity that Norwich have. And I think us going to the Premier League... I mean, it's a it's a massive if and but on whether Wilder's tactics will work. And 
God knows how Wilder's transfer policy is going to happen in the Premier League because there's a lot of people who are apparently close to the club who are adamant we still don't have any foreign scouts. Um, I mean, I don't know how true that is, but going into the Premier League with not a single foreign scout is quite risky business because mm, the yeah, good point. policy of only, of, only signing, of only signing British players surely, surely will be going out of the window because, yeah, we can we can drop back down to the Championship and sign the likes of Morpé, Jared Bowen, or but they're not going to be they're not going to be tested and and someone of the same caliber you could maybe get from Germany for five million while you're going to have to pay twenty for Jared Bowen. Yeah, yeah, so, it's a good point. If 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 I had to push you for a prediction where you'll finish in the Premier League next season, Louise, what would you say? Um. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to say relegated. I'd be the worst fan in the world if I were to come on here and say that we're going to get relegated. It's going to be really interesting. I don't think we're going to go on and have a Wolves season. I don't think we're going to be challenging for Europe, um, put it that way. But I think if Wilder gets gets it his own way, he gets a reasonable transfer budget. And I'm, I don't even... You, you said about the 20 million... With Wilder, I think, I think if Wilder got 20, 30, 40 million, maybe, he could get some real talent. I mean, you talk to any Blade out there, we want to see David McGoldrick and Billy Sharp starting next season. Mm. We, don't want, we don't want a 15, 20 million pound striker from Spain. Or I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just that there's that much love for this this group and this this group has done so much for us and come in such a short period of time. It's a it's a league one it was a league one team on paper, would have been two seasons ago. Um and Chris Wilder's converted it into a Premier League team. So I'll say we're gonna narrowly narrowly just be safe. Sixteenth. Yeah, I mean, you've seen teams do it in the past, like, you know, your, your Brightons, your Bournemouths. There's no reason why Sheffield United, United can't stay up. It's just, like you say, it's, it's going to be a very, very tough test. Um, but, yeah, testament to Wilder, like you say. And, and you know, only the future and time will tell with that one. He, I, I, like you, I think he, he has got a great group collectively. Um, but additionally, he still needs to bring in a, a couple of players, but it's about spending that money wisely to... To stay in the Premier League, so just let's quickly quick, just quickly yeah, Louis, on, just before we move on, I, I just want to get Lewis's thoughts on um, Wilder in the Premier League, and, and do you think he, you know he'll do well there? And and if you say he had a bad start and and lost ten of your first fourteen games, would would fans get on his back, or has he got so much credit in the bank? Obviously, he's a he's a home boy, and he's he's got you up two divisions. You'd like to think that wouldn't happen, but you know in. In yeah. football, anything does happen. You, you see supporters calling for, for managers' heads. I've, I've seen Liverpool fans calling for Klopp's head this season. So, you know, it, it does happen. Where does he stand <laughs> in the Premier League and, and how how much support does he have? And, and will that stay even if, you know, you do start poorly? Yeah, I mean, I do think it will stay. Um, whether we... I mean, maybe, maybe if we go up and we don't win a single game... <laughs> um, I mean, maybe we'll start to question if we have a really bad start and 
um, he keeps true to the formation, to the system, and doesn't try to adapt anything, um, then maybe people might start questioning. But I just think how it's happened for us, um, you, you can just see with the celebrations how much it means to him. Um, he's a fan before he's the manager, which which just does it for us. And a big reason why I don't think we would turn on him is you look at the last time we were in the Premier League. I know, I mean, I know it was nearly 100 years ago, 12, but um, the fans never turned on Warnock. Um, I mean, they have since, but when Warnock resigned last time, the fans never turned on him. Um, and I don't think if it's if it's not in our hands and... Wilder gives it a good go and at the end of the day we're just not good enough and maybe he doesn't get backed by the board. Um I think I think it'll it'll still be just as just as a cult hero. You you we've already got there's already people out there, um plenty of journalists saying he's Sheffield United's best ever for what he's done. Um so I I don't think I don't think we'll ever lose that respect for him. No, I agree. I, I think as well, Jake, if you were to ask me that even if Wilder did have a terrible season in the Premier League, I think that the board will stick with him because he's probably, you know, if Sheffield United become a yo-yo team long term, he's probably the man to take them back up again in the yeah. season after or, or, or after that again. So for me, yeah, if I could just put one more point. Yeah, yeah. The, the only thing that maybe would worry me is... I don't know if you um, were listening to TalkSport just after um, we got promoted, but they were getting fans of fans of all different clubs on, and there was one Arsenal fella, um, and he was we need him we need him Arsenal. Right. <laughs> you've got you've got like I think Wilder is our biggest asset currently, and I think maybe now people will want to snipe him, and. If we do go back down and he is to stay with us, that value of Chris Wilder will probably drop. Um, and so I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't expect him to leave in the summer, but I expect some clubs to be going after him. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm sure some clubs will start hovering around him, yeah, when it gets to mid-stage next season, despite, you know, whatever happens to Sheffield United. Yeah. Most likely. Uh, but do you want to come to you, Jake? And so let's discuss the teams what got relegated. Um, obviously, Rotherham confirmed now, as well as Bolton and Ipswich. You could probably say that none of those teams going down has come as a surprise, but do you want to just quickly sum them up as, as a threesome going down? Yeah, I think Ipswich, it's, it's another one of those stories, you know, be careful what you wish for. Mm. I'm sure they'll they'll still be saying they didn't want Mick McCarthy and 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 that the, the mistakes were made after and that's probably true. Paul Lambert was never the the man to get them out of it, as we said. And I think even giving Paul Hurst a bit more time, if if they were going to go down, he'd be the type of manager you'd want to bring them back up. So I, I think they went too early on sacking him, and then yeah, brought in the wrong man. And it's just it it, it Mick McCarthy's credit and as a manager has gone up a lot. Throughout the season, even though he's barely managed managed a couple of games for the Republic of Ireland, which he's not done great in, but I'm sure an, another football league club will come into him based on based on what he did at Ipswich. Yeah, and you know they've been in the the second tier. Of, I think it's the longest than any 
club in the top four leagues has had in a single division, or, or at least in the football league. I know that. Uh, much. So yeah, it, it's is a very it 50, long. Fifty-seven years, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's it's very long. But yeah, it, they'll be going back down, and and that, yeah, I think it's a shame for them. But they were never really in the season. Bolton, we've known all about the problems there. The fact they've got thirty-two points is is amazing, really, uh, considering the the mm. the. Dr- everything that's gone on there and and I think Phil Parkinson's just been unlucky to be manager of that club because I think he's quite a good manager really he's just just had so many problems and they'll go back down and I don't think we'll see them back up this time uh and Rotherham a lot better than last time they're in the championship they've got a lot to build on it hopefully they'll keep Paul Warren because I think he's he's doing well there um and and I, th- I I wouldn't be surprised if they came back next season I think they've they've got that core they they benefited from the the relegation last year to to come up back in the playoffs and, and I think they're they're an even better team now and there's a few players there that the championship clubs would be going in for. So yeah. It is I I think they, they can feel unfortunate. They were always in games that they they were never they were rarely well beaten. Um and if they had a couple more decisions, just a a couple of couple of shots go in, you know, a cup yeah, you know, it, it was so close for them this time. Um and they could feel really unfortunate but if if you are fighting for your life and you lose four of your last five matches, you probably do deserve to go down. But it it it, it was very small margins for Rotherham this year, and the fact they're only four points off it now is the shows how close they did come. It was, yeah. I think if you know everyone had to choose a team to feel sorry for, it's gone down. It would be Rotherham. Um, you only have to look at how many goals they scored. Actually, it's crazy to think they scored fifty-one goals and scored four more goals than Middlesbrough this season. It was sat in seventh. It's just obviously. Um, the defence that's let them down and they have been in games like you say um, and just just fallen short I know we predicted that they'd probably come 22nd, they have done but Warren can take a lot of credit going into next season and and you know it won't surprise me like you said if, if they do come straight back up or, or, or at least get into the playoffs uh, but I'm going to come to you Lewis and ask you now regarding the playoff predictions which team, I know all four aren't confirmed as yet uh, but which team do you fancy uh, to win the playoffs this season, and if Lampard or Pulis miss out and finish seventh, let's say, will one of those managers be sacked? Do you think? Yeah. Um, so I'll start off with the uh, Lampard and Pulis um, because I do think um, Derby will squeeze in sixth. So, but with with Lampard, I think he has it. He has it quite a bit tougher than what Pulis does, um, especially with a lot of his key players being in on loan. You have Tamori at the back, Wilson and Mount, um, players that they've built their style of play and built this season around. They're all going to be going back to the um, Premiership, to the parent clubs. And yeah, from a, from a Sheffield United perspective, if we were if we were to go up and Chelsea or Liverpool were to offer us Mason Mount and Harry Wilson on loan, I'd definitely take it for the Premier League season. And I'm I'm sure I, I won't be the only Premier League um, supporter that'd take either of the players next year. So I can't see those players going back. And mm-hmm. apart from that, it's going to be a if they don't go up, I don't think Lampard will lose his job. Whether whether he gets playoffs or not, I I don't I just don't see it happening. Maybe it is just solely down to that 
to the reputation he has. And it is his first year in management. And your first year in management, being at a, obviously the chairman and the owners won't admit it, but Derby does seem to be a bit of a poison chalice, um, a bit of perennial bottlers, a bit like Leeds have been in in previous years, always seem to get it just at the end and then and then fall off. Um they've kind of done the opposite way. They've 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 gone on a little a little run of form in the the last five, six games. Um I don't see him doing anything in playoffs, but I don't see Lampard getting the sack. Um moving to Pulis, um I think he, he definitely has to go. Um one of my um closest friends, he's a he's a Middlesbrough fan and even when they were sat comfortably in fourth position, he he still didn't he didn't he didn't understand why he was in a job. Um, whether you're going up, you're staying in the division, whatever. Tony Pulis is it's not the man you want in your club, um, and especially where he's now playing football. It's not you're not in a relegation battle anymore, Tony. Um, he and that's the football he's kind of playing. He's playing, yeah. he's scraping for those points to keep in a division, not to get out of one. And like you said, I, I didn't even think about that before you've said it, Rotherham scoring more goals than Middlesbrough. That is incredible. And I mean, there's no, you can't disrespect the way Tony Pulis defends a ball, but the way the way he sets up his team to defend, it jeopardises the full um, attacking display. Um, just to point out the when Middlesbrough came to Bramall Lane um, at the start of 2019, they never looked they never looked in the game at all. We brought on Gary Medine and Richard Stearman in the second half, two of our tallest players, and as soon as we started winning those aerial duels, none of the players had a clue what to do. A player like Gary Medine against Middlesbrough, they don't they they don't know how to counter-attack their own style of play and that's something Tony Pulis really needs to build on. And if I if I was Tony Pulis, I'd be worried about getting a new job because he's probably the type of manager, a bit like Alan Pardew, he's a bit snubber. He probably won't want to take like your bottom half championship jobs, but I'm afraid for him, if he misses out on the playoffs, I think that's where he's going to be going because he... Especially no Premier League teams and especially top end championship teams aren't going to want him. I agree with exactly what you've said. Um, I think Pulis will get the sack uh, come the end of the season or you know in in, in the next few weeks. To be honest, and I don't think uh, Lampard will do uh, whatever the outcome, whether they finish sixth and or and fail in the playoffs or, or whether they finish seventh and, and miss out. I think he'll he'll be given. Till next season as well to you know get things right, but he's relying on a lot of lone players, like you say. Uh, just one word answer or one team answer, Lewis. If if you predict a, a playoff winner this season, who are you going to go for? Aston Villa. I agree. I think Villa as well. We'll come to you, Jake, and ask you the same question um, regarding Pulis and Lampard and your prediction for the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think for for Lampard to get Derby in the playoffs is quite a good achievement, to be honest. I think in his first season. Um, not alone players, but you know that's a skill to get them to gel as well. And and top six, very good finish for him. And I don't think he'll be sacked, but I don't think he'll be there next season. So 
though. I think he's going oh, really? to okay. a, I think he's going to go to Chelsea because I think that that's that seems to be the way things are going in the press. They they wanted Lampard last summer. He's now had a season. They've trusted mm. him with Mount and Tamori. They've both done well. I, I think he's going to go to Chelsea. Especially if they're transfer ban, I don't think they're going to be able to attract the best manager, you know, one of the top managers. And I think they're going to take a punt on Lampard. So I, I, I think he's going to leave. Uh, um, and for Pulis, yeah, he's going to get the sack. But I also think he'll probably be in the Premier League next season because he's never been relegated from that division. And once it gets desperate down there, we see what clubs do. And he's going to get another Premier League job. Yeah, that's just the way things roll in the Premier League. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was a. a, a the team that cut, you know, I could see him at Aston Villa next season. To be honest, uh, if you were going to say fail. Sheffield United, I was, but I didn't want to quite. <laughs> I didn't want to quite. I didn't want to do that with Lewis on the pod. <laughs> oh dear, no! I, I, I could, ruined his night. Yeah, I could, or I could see him at Brighton. To be honest, you, you can't, know, you can't yeah. send him those nightmares. No. <laughs> but um, no, I agree. It would make sense if he goes to a team that are struggling. You know. 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th mm. next season. He's probably better suited to do but... that, to be honest. He's, he's probably yeah. better suited to do that. But yeah. It, just just yeah. a question for Lewis, because I remember the last time he was on this podcast, he was he was adamant the team that failed to get automatic promotion would win the playoffs. And, and yet yeah. he's changed his mind and wondered why that was. What, is it something to do with Leeds or is it just purely Villa coming into form the way they have? Um, if you want my honest opinion why I said that, um was a slight bit of bias because I was a bit scared that we might finish third. Yeah. Um, so if we were to finish third, I always I would have always backed us, but that was just keeping my back a bit. I mean, Aston Villa, <laughs> Aston Villa they're the team in form um, and leads. It's like in the past in the past twenty two games, the reason why we're up in that that amount of time we've conceded twelve goals and only lost two games. In that time, Leeds have lost seven. Yeah. This. There's a reason why they've tailed off and, and they've not they've not achieved. But like we talked about last time, one for Aston Villa, they had quite a dry start to the season and and they've punted on, they've they've drove forward and they've had a fantastic end to it. Similar to Fulham, not to the extent of Fulham, but very similar. And it's always those teams come playoff time that was dying to clinch playoffs. Leeds are gonna be gutted. Leeds fans are absolutely gutted that they've got playoffs, and I yeah. bet the players are as well. And if Bielsa is to get them out, that'll be a testament to him. And a lot of people are already writing Leeds off because they think Bielsa is just a footballing brain, and he's not a good man manager. If Leeds are to get promoted, he must be a fantastic man manager because I can't even I can't even think to how disheartened the Leeds players will be. Yeah, I completely understand your reasonings for that, Lewis. Um, so what's your playoff prediction, Jake, if you had to choose one team as well? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Derby. I don't, I I I have no I just you know, the the team that's massively fancied it was Sheffield Wednesday a, a couple of years ago. I know Fulham did it last year, but normally the team mm. that's massively fancied don't go on and win those playoffs. So I think it's gonna be Derby and my reasoning for this, there is a reason, and and it's one that you know they're finishing in quite good form, got a good win against Bristol City in in what was kind of like a, a playoff game, really, um, because both teams needed to win. Um, and if you look at their cup runs this year, Lampard is it seems to be quite good in those cup ties. Um, 
beat a lot of Premier League clubs in both cup competitions. So for for that reason, I just I just fancy them. I think I think to get them into the playoffs is a step further than recent managers have done. Um, and I think he's going to go on and, and win them. Um, because I, you know, at Villa are the main threat. I just think that team that it, it they never goes to the team that's massively fancied. It rarely does. So I'm going to go Derby. It's a good point, and I'm glad you've picked someone else other than Villa. Actually, we can't all choose Villa, can we? And and you know, Derby. Uh, you know, we talk about how good Villa are and and the form they're on. Well, you know, Derby have won three of the last four, so maybe it's coming good for them at the right time. So you you make you make a valid point, Jake. Uh, but let's go into. Uh, previews and predictions, all the games and final games, obviously, of, of the season on Sunday, all kicking off at 12.30. Um, every game I've picked for the you know, previews and prediction as, as a bearing on the final places in the playoff spots, uh, so six, if you like. So the first game we like to preview and predict is Derby versus West Brom. Do you want to just talk us through that one, uh, Lewis, and your score prediction? Yeah, um, like I said, I think Derby will get six. So I am predicting a Derby win here. Not just because West Brom will be fielding a slightly poorer team, but Derby have got Swansea midweek and I don't think they'll win there. I think Swansea might keep Derby to a draw at the Liberty. So... My my thinking behind giving the win to Derby is they're going to get a bit disheartened midweek, go on to West Brom. West Brom don't risk Dwight Gale or Rodriguez. And it won't be a convincing victory by any stretch. But I think your likes of Wilson, Mount, um, will, will come big. And I'll predict 2-1 Derby. What are your thoughts, Jake? Yeah, I think I'm the same. I think Derby are going to come out on top. I think uh, Lewis is right to say uh, West Brom will likely rest players. Um, so yeah, I think Derby will have enough and, and clinch that final playoff spot. I'm going to go for a draw, actually. I think it'll be 1-1, but I still think Derby will finish sixth, um, obviously, and then, and then play whoever finishes third in the league, which is likely to be Leeds United. Uh, but next game... Uh, preview and prediction, Lewis, again, we'll come to you. Hull versus Bristol City. What's your thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, I think I think Bristol City will win um, the victory by then probably won't matter. I mean, they did you have Millwall midweek? Is that right? Um, yeah, it is, yeah. Um, they should again. They should beat Millwall, but especially Millwall at home, is just one of those teams. I mean, if I was in Derby's position, that would be the, one of the last teams I'd want to travel to. And um, Bristol, sorry. Yeah. And it, the Den, it's just, a hor- it's just a horrible place to go. Bit of a hostile atmosphere at times. And they're just a team that can grind you out. Um, I mean, they've got nothing to play for, but they're the teams that are always scary. I mean, every team now has nothing to play for practically, but... Um, I imagine Bristol City are really scared about that tie, but if if it goes Derby's way, Bristol City can get six points and and miss out on playoffs. Um, I'll go one nil Bristol. And your thoughts, Jake, on that one? Yeah, I I, I agree. I think Bristol Bristol will, will win that and, and finish the season on a high. I disagree with you both. I have, I have a feeling Hull City will win this one. I think I think. 
my reason behind it is that Bristol City, I, I believe that you know confidence may have gone. Um, they're pretty much, you know, unlikely to get into the playoffs now. Um, I'd like them to push Derby, but for whatever reason, I just think final game of the season, Hull City at home, decent atmosphere. I'm just going to predict a, a random scoreline and go two one to Hull City, um, which will be unfortunate because. Bristol City, one of the teams I'd like to see get six spot, but I've just got to go with my instinct. And then final game, uh, Lewis is Rotherham, already relegated against Middlesbrough, who have got you know an, an outside chance of of getting in the playoffs with only one game remaining for them versus uh, you know Derby and Bristol City, who've still got two games remaining to play. Uh, what's your preview and prediction for that game? Yeah, I think. Rotherham are really going to want to end the season on high. Pulis with an outside chance. I mean, if if Derby win midweek, that's practically uh, Middlesbrough out of the race because if it's yeah, it is. Middlesbrough aren't going to win 9-0. Uh, have they even scored nine goals all season? Probably not. Um, I think if I'm going to give a prediction, I reckon it's going to be a board draw. I think it'll be a good result for... Millers, who are going to end on a high, probably holding out Middlesbrough, but Middlesbrough won't have it, won't have enough to get past the line. It's a good point. I've got a similar prediction as well. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, Jake? Yeah, I, th- I, I agree as well. I, th- I, I can't see Middlesbrough winning. Um, I think Rotherham will, will, will want to go out on a high, as, as Lewis alluded to. So, yeah, I think they'll... they'll get a, at least a draw maybe even a win I might go for a, a Rotherham win just to put, put the final nail on, into Pulis's coffin <laughs> well I'm going to go for a draw but I completely understand why you said that I'll go 1-1 um, but obviously we've got to wait till Sunday to find out but unfortunately guys with that we're out of time if you'd like to let our listeners know where they can find you now would be a good time um, yeah um, I'm Lewis and this probably be my final championship podcast as I'm off to the Premier League <laughs> um, so hopefully I won't see you next season um, but we might do um, if it if it doesn't go to plan but anyway you can find me on Twitter at, at underscore LH9 underscore yeah you can get me on Twitter at Jack with two N's I am also in the Premier League so listen to the Premier League show I think I'm on it this weekend so give that one a listen um, and yeah anything I'll write or do I'll put, post my Twitter feed and I've been your host at Louis Shackshaft on Twitter. Remember to follow the show at Championship Pod, where we post each show to our pin tweet. Uh, please subscribe, like, and retweet the show. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening, and we will catch you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 